Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it's Monday, it is a new week, and it's been a little bit slow for me just with reselling wise. Haven't been a ton of sales today. Um, yesterday, Sunday, and Saturday, I was able to get a ton of sales. It was actually kind of funny because uh, FedEx delivered a ton of packages to my house. Um, I was only expecting to get like one or two, but they ended up uh, coming through and delivering like 10 packages. And by about nine o'clock last night, I had most of them already sold. So, um, you know, it was really good yesterday. I was able to get a lot of product moved in and out of my house all in one day. Um, Some of them even came pre-packed, which was nice. Uh, I hate when Walmart kind of sticks the label on the outside of a box that's just like the regular retail box. It's not like, uh, you know, how Amazon packages them all in those Amazon boxes. Walmart sometimes doesn't do that with bigger, uh, you know, bigger items. They'll end up just putting the label on the box. And if you don't know, that kind of hurts the resale value a little bit, depending on how you're selling. Um, It really doesn't affect it as much as you would think. But, you know, if you're just shipping in the regular box, uh, the regular box is going to get banged up a little bit. It'll make it look a lot less new. It could be worse for pictures. It could be worse because people don't want these labels all over the boxes. Um, it sounds silly, but at the same time, that's how people are. I mean, if you're going to pay retail or, or over retail in this case, you know, double three X retail, uh, on an item, you don't want it to look banged up when you get it. But, um, you know, I've kind of decided that I, I'm willing to play the odds on this one. And, uh, you know, when I get an item in like that, I do my best to, you know, shape it up a little bit, make it look decent. Um, and then I'll just close in the listing description may be slightly damaged in the corners, uh, slight cosmetic wear on the box, still new condition, never open, never used, you know, stuff like that. Uh, that way, if the buyer says that they uh, received an item not as described, I can easily go back, refer to the description, and eBay will side with me because it does say that there is cosmetic wear and stuff on the box. So that's something that I've been learning about uh, with new items, but at the same time, uh, yeah, I was able to get a lot of product move, and then today, I don't think I've had any sales. Um, it's been interesting because the Yeezys I bought in December have gotten a lot of offers and views and stuff, and um, I, I just sold my second pair of those. I only had two pairs. I wish I'd gotten more pairs because um, I made about 60 bucks on each pair, which was nice. Um, it really wasn't a lot for shoes. I'm really trying to make, if I can get shoes and I can make 50 bucks plus, uh, that's good, but to hold shoes for as long as I did. I don't really like to make only $60 on holding a pair of shoes for, you know, months at a time. If I'm holding a pair of shoes for months, it's usually going to be eight to 12 months. And then I end up moving that shoe and hopefully I make, uh, you know, a couple hundred to, you know, several hundred dollars on the shoe. So that's something that I've been kind of looking at and trying to learn a little bit more about and determine which shoes I should hold and which ones I shouldn't hold. The other thing is if I don't really need the capital, I will just hold a pair of shoes to see if it goes up or not. Um, I've got the Sakai Blazers that came out, not the Blazers, the Sakai Waffle, I think they were Waffle Runners, um, but they were the the black nylon. They didn't really look that nice. I'll be honest, they kind of look chintzy. Um, compared to what Sakai usually puts out with Nike, they put out a lot of really, really clean colorways. They look really nice. Um, but this shoe in particular just doesn't really look that good at all. It's, it's an all black shoe with a white sole. And then it's like, it has like a satin tongue 
with these satin laces and like it just looks really cheap it doesn't look good at all and i've been getting a good amount of offers on um, mercari and on ebay for the shoe so i've been encouraged about that because it hasn't really lost a whole lot of resale value it had a lot more um, it had a decent amount of resale value when it first came out and then i kind of stupidly didn't move it fast enough and now i'm holding the shoe but you know it, it's interesting because it's held its value so far since that pre since that post hype uh you know drop that it had it's held value pretty well and i'm not really that concerned about it tanking i mean even if it does tank out i get my money back and i move on but you know at that point i'm not really that concerned about it i'm at i'm at a position right now where some of the offers i'm getting would only make me like 10 bucks but it's still holding its value so i'm waiting to see what happens on that and um, that's just been something that I've been kind of watching, trying to monitor when I should uh, hold these shoes, when I should uh, swap these shoes out and stuff. So that's just something that I'm looking at. Um, and then I was really excited today because I got a notification from Robinhood that I got accepted into their uh, investing, uh, like investing platform. So if you don't know what Robinhood is, there's a couple different investing uh, platforms that you can use. Like I think TD Ameritrade is one. Charles Schwab is one and then Robin Hood is basically like investing for millennials and stocks so um, it's really really simple it looks almost like you would expect a new very well organized very well developed app to look uh, super clean very simple um, it looks almost like the uber app or like any of these newer apps that come out that have a very very good uh, very good following by millennials where you know it's just easy to use it's easy uh simple it looks clean it looks nice a lot of uh, modern like looking fonts not like anything that looks gross or anything like that it just looks really clean and it feels better to trade with and i think robin hood was one of the first people to rule out um free trading so you're not paying commission fees or any sort of fees whenever you're making a trade which started to change the way people trade a little bit and uh, from what i've been able to learn it seems like that kind of trade that changed the way that uh fees and that kind of a thing were structured for trading platforms so um i jumped on there i'm, I'm excited to kind of use that to learn a little bit about stocks um and start investing in stocks from a very very beginner kind of stance i think it's going to be something that um it won't be anything business focused like it won't be my reselling business money that i'll be using or anything like that um it's just more for personal gain but uh, i'm just excited about that because i i know a lot of resellers that invest in a lot of stocks and they know what they're doing um some of them do some of them are just beginning but it's one of those things where it's basically it's basically a flip and that's something that i've been learning about you know ever since i started flipping is that almost anything you buy or sell is just flipping in life and it's 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 crazy because well if you're buying it for for resale purposes but you know anything is flipping if you have a brick and mortar store you're buying items at wholesale prices and you're flipping if you are buying wholesale items to sell on amazon you're flipping if you're buying private label items to sell on amazon you're flipping if you buy and sell houses uh doing a lot of um doing a lot of uh like house flipping and stuff like that you're flipping things so it's just it's crazy how much how everything is just it can be deduced down to buying and selling a coffee mug at a garage sale and then kind of work your way up to all these other things that are basically the same concepts 
different variations of how you would do them, uh, different ways of, of going about selling and buying the, the different items in these different markets. So uh, stocks I've kind of viewed as, as a flip and it's interesting to me because you're basically buying things and it's just a longer hold type of flip. You're buying it and holding your, your money somewhere else that can appreciate and gain value. Uh, rather than just letting it sit in your bank account and you know build up and you obviously run the risk of losing money but at the same time if you kind of get a sense of what you're doing uh, you can put some money in the stock market that you really don't know what else to do with and you would gain money on that and then you can sell it later and you know let your money appreciate over time and so that's something that I'm excited about um, just just a couple things like that um, but right now I'm on my way home just to get some stuff listed and get a little bit of better grip on my business. There's a lot of things that I've been letting slip with the back end of things, whether that be the uh, spreadsheet I use to track all my sales um, or that be the organization of my garage right now. I mean, it's just, it's a huge mess. Um, just things are everywhere right now and I need to clean that up. Um, and then just, just a whole lot of different things that I, I've been meaning to get to and I haven't put that time into yet. So taking that time today. Uh, I was going to run to Burlington and Ross. I think that they're open in my area, but I, I just really didn't feel like it after work. And most of the time I pushed through, but it was just one of those days where I don't think I was going to be super productive at a Burlington or a Ross right now. Uh, I didn't, I, I didn't want to go in the worst way. I just didn't feel like it. I, I knew that there's more important things I should probably be working on. And I'm drifting away from Burlington and Ross flips for the most part for, you know, mid, most of the part, most of the time, I'm going to be drifting away from those, just because I I know how the game works. It's more long term holds with that kind of stuff, and a lot more. You're putting in a lot more effort for a lot less money returned. You're you're selling things at a slower rate. It's almost it's almost investing in stocks to me, where you're putting money into a pair of shoes and you're going to wait a few months for it to jump back up in resale value and then sell it. And so. You know, unless you're getting in super early on a pair of shoes, which is very difficult to do and depends a lot on luck and how they deliver items to your particular area. If you get the items delivered to your area first from Ross that were, you know, if you get a particular pair of LeBrons and they hit your Ross first before they hit all the other Rosses in the country, you can make a killing. If you get it in the middle of that, you're probably screwed. So you have to wait a little while until you can go out and make more money on that. And it's not to say it's a bad idea. I just, I am really trying to focus on selling things fast right now, getting money fast. And uh, there's so many different opportunities right now, especially that I think would be better spent uh, putting my time into and my effort into. I mean, if I go home tonight and I buy three things on Walmart that are, you know, restock or something like that, you know, I'll make as much money as I'll probably make on that Ross uh, flip, like on the Ross flips that I'll find tonight. But at the same time, I won't be putting all the time and effort in. You know, I'm just buying it on Walmart and then I'm going back to whatever I was doing and then it shows up in my house, I list it and I sell it and I ship it out the next day. It's just, it's so much easier and it saves me so much time that I can focus on the more important things, uh, you know, other than wasting time in a store. So that's something I'm doing a lot now and, um, you know, just trying to focus on that. But I've been getting a lot of offers on eBay recently for some of the stuff that I have and it sparked an idea in my head that I don't think I've ever talked about before, and it's the importance of uh, negotiating with buyers and using offers and counter offers and things like that. So I've talked before, I think, a little bit about how I really only do buy it now, and buy it now for me is great for items 
that are very, very fast moving. If it is an item that is hot right now, people want it right now and they want to buy it, I usually list it to buy it now because it's just, they're gonna buy it. So I don't wanna have to deal with them waiting for them to pay. I don't wanna have to deal with the people sending, you know, crappy offers to me. And chances are somebody's gonna end up making the, uh, you know, just waiting out to see if I accept their offer. And by the time I, I counter, they don't want it anymore. I just like to do buy it now for fast moving items. But for slow moving items, like these shoes that I'm finding at Ross, or like the things I find at garage sales, I think offers are a fantastic thing to do because you can make a, you know, you oftentimes list things higher than you expected to sell for. And then somebody makes you an offer of, you know, 10 to 20 bucks less than what you have it listed at. But that's actually the price you'd be comfortable selling at. And you end up making a sale where if you didn't have those offers turned on, they may not have ever made you an offer to buy the item. Uh, they may not have ever bought the item from you. You know, you run the risk of losing out on a sale for these slower moving items. And so for me, I generally utilize offers for the slow removing type of items that I'm fine sitting on. I, I don't have a lot of capital invested in and they don't take up a ton of space. I can just kind of wait it out and see what happens. So, um, you know, the thing about offers though is that a lot of people don't understand how they work. So you set up a buy now or best offer at a listing on eBay and people come and they see your listing and then they, they decide they like your item and they make you an offer for like 50% of what your price is. And a lot of people will just decline that. And that's a huge mistake because declining offers really doesn't do you any good. It doesn't get you anywhere with the buyer. Um, you also lose out on a chance to make a sale to a buyer because if you decline, you can't counter. So you have to counter to be able to get them to get an offer from you. Um, but you know, if you decline, you can't do that. And the other thing is declining offers doesn't really help you with the algorithm in eBay. When you get an offer on an item, and this is purely speculation, but speculation with um, several years and people's worth of you know work on eBay. Um, people that I follow on Instagram, people like Pure Hustle Podcast, people like Flip Flip, um, people like Reezy, you know, these people that have been doing this for years upon years, they understand how eBay works and they swear by the fact that offers make you get more views when you get an offer and then when you counter offer. And I can attest to that myself. When I get an offer on an item, typically the item gets more views in that short time span where I got the offer. And I, if I counter offer, it gets more views. And that's just because eBay sees that these items are getting offers and they think, well, hey, you know, people obviously want this item. It's a very hot and desired item right now because people are making offers on it. And so we're gonna bump it up and see if other people make offers. eBay wants you to make sales. And I don't care if anybody says that they don't or if you don't think that they do, they do because they make money off of it. So they want you to make sales, but they also want their customers to be happy. And so if you're not delivering good customer service, they're not gonna want you to make sales. They're gonna want somebody else who's selling the same item as you who is delivering good customer service to make sales. And so um, regardless though, if you're getting offers on an item, your item gets bumped up in the search results. And that's awesome because more people can see your item. Uh, the higher it is in the search results, um, higher towards the top, the easier it is for people to find your item. And people don't like scrolling. People don't like messing around with looking for the best price. A lot of people just want to go find an item they want. Uh, buy it very quickly and have it shipped to their house and not ever think about it again. And so they usually buy from the first page, if not the first few listings on that page, and you wanna be up there. 
and it sounds really difficult at first because you don't really know how to get up there but you know as you start selling you develop your own strategies for getting listed first on the page uh, to get your items knocked to the top of the uh, the eBay search results and so um, offers are a great way to do that because what you end up doing is eBay sees that they like that somebody wants the item they think other people may want the item and they bump it up to the top of the search results or bump it up a little bit higher in the search results the thing with declining offers is that eBay I don't know why it's like this it, speculation would be that you know they see that you don't really want to make a sale so they're not going to bump your item up as much as somebody who does want to make a sale and make eBay money so when you decline an offer you don't really get any benefit from it you don't ever get any uh, you know you don't get bumped up in the listings because eBay sees that you're not even making an attempt to make the buyer a deal or make a sale with the buyer so always counter offer is really the advice I can give you right now always counter offer whenever they send you an offer because if you're counter offering you're going to get boosted up in the rankings on eBay so that whenever you search an item uh, you know your item pops up a little bit higher than it was before and you're going to benefit from the fact that you're giving yourself more chances to make a sale the person may have offered you 50% less but what I find is if I'm going to make an offer I'm going to offer them an absurdly low amount because I don't want to mess around and make them think that I'm going to pay full price. If I make them a really low amount, I already anchor myself very, very low. And if that person declines, fine. I'll find somebody else. I'll make another terrible offer. And I will get them to come down on price a lot more than I would if I made them a $10 off offer. Because they're going to counter me with $5 off. And I don't want that. I actually want $20 off. So why wouldn't I make them account an offer of 50% less? And you know now I've taken $50 off of the, the, the complete offer. And now this person's going, wow, this person really doesn't want to pay me that much I need to you know jump down a little bit before I lose this possible sale so that's how you get yourself a better deal on eBay but that's what people are gonna do you know so that's why I always lift list items a little bit higher than I actually want to sell them at because a lot of times it's that game you play with the buyer where they think they're getting a good deal but actually they're getting the same deal I wish I could give them outright you know and that's just something that uh, you know is super helpful to me Using these counter offers and stuff is something that a lot of people swear by. So I would just encourage you when you're making offers, um, you know, when you're getting an offer, make sure you counter offer rather than just declining. Um, or you know, you can't accept the offer too. That's a good way to make a sale. But if you're not going to, if the offer is too low, um, you know, counter offering is the best way to go about things. So uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on is sending offers to eBay buyers and watchers. So when an item gets watchers you have the ability to send offers to those watchers. And it didn't used to be like this. This is a thing that's relatively new. I think they rolled it out in the spring of 2019. But basically what was going on is that Mercari and Poshmark, once you get a like on an item, they let you send an offer to that buyer. And it's basically retargeting the buyer. And so if you've ever done anything with Facebook market or Facebook ads or uh, marketing at all, you know that retargeting is huge because Oftentimes people will get distracted away from something or they put an item in their cart and then they forget about it and they really want to buy the item, they just completely forget about it. And so, you know, retargeting gets them, you know, going back again, going, oh, I want that item, you know, and that gets their, their you know, brain kind of oriented in, in the idea of wanting to buy it and then they come back and buy the item. And so sending an offer kind of does that to the buyer because what they're doing is, you're basically saying, hey, you like this item, I'm going to give you a deal. And then on their phone, it dings whenever you send the offer and it says, you've gotten a, a discount or you've gotten a 
uh, reduction in price by this percent. And then it gives them the percentage and the dollar amount. And so that's really huge because you can retarget your buyers in ways that you never were able to before on eBay and you can make sales off of these offers. The other thing it does is like counter offering, it bumps your listing up in the rankings a little bit so that whenever you search for the item that you're selling, your item, once you make that send offer, will get boosted up a little bit so that more people can see it. Um, again, it's just because people are watching it. eBay thinks that people want to buy the item, so they're gonna show it a little higher so that they can get that sale a little bit quicker. And so that's just a, a piece of advice you can take. I think that you have to be 5% less on eBay uh, than the actual sale price. So it has to be at least 5% less than what you have it listed at to make an offer, but you can send offers on eBay um, and hopefully retarget your buyers and get them to buy your item uh, after they've liked it or watched it, but they decided not to buy it. So that's just another way you can hopefully get your item sold and hopefully boost your item up a little bit in the rankings. But you know, that's really the, the whole thing with offers. It, there's not really too much else to it. Making offers, sending offers, counter offering, that's really all you need to know. Uh, just make sure that if you get an offer, you counter it. It doesn't matter if you counter it at the full price. It doesn't matter what price you counter it at. Just counter offer it every time. And if the buyer doesn't accept the offer, then you know, you're fine. But if you decline it, you really won't get any of those benefits you would if you countered it. So uh, I'm gonna leave you with that. Uh, you know, that's really all I have uh, about offering and counter offering. I mean, there's only so much you can go into detail with. Um, the only thing is, if you decide you want to revise your item, you cannot revise it once you have an offer out or somebody has sent you an offer. And that's because you could just, you know, you could send somebody an offer and then change your listing completely uh, to a new item or change it to from new to used or anything like that. So eBay doesn't let you do that. They, they lock in your item for the most part. You may be able to change your handling time to less days or more days, depending on, um, you know, how how many days you want to change it to. But I think that's one of the only things you can change. I mean, you can change very little about your eBay listing once you've sent an offer or received one. So just keep that in mind. If you decide you want to revise your item, you have to go and manually cancel your offer you've sent out, and then you can revise it. So um, yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. That's really all I have for today. But um, I'm going to go. i got a lot of that I want to work on tonight, so hopefully I can get a good amount done and uh, you know fill you in tomorrow with some of the stuff that I've come up with. But I'll let you get back to your Monday. Hopefully it was a good one, and you guys have a good evening, and I will get with you tomorrow. Peace.